listening to Edwin Yearwood, Barbados's reigning soca monarch. Soca is very much the most popular style of local music in this small Caribbean island, but Barbados's musical roots run deep. Spooge, tuck, calypso, gospel, jazz, and pop are all part of Barbados's rich but often overlooked musical history. Josh Colini with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today, in celebration of 50 years of independence, we are paying tribute to the great music of Barbados. From Jackie Opal, to Red Plastic Bag, to Alison Hines. We'll join Bajans from around the world who traveled to the island for the 50-year anniversary events and hear from artists, producers and promoters to discuss the island's great music. You are hearing Tuck, a style of drum-based music from Barbados that dates back to colonial times when African slaves were brought in to work the island's sugar plantations. Tuck is the oldest style of music from Barbados that can still be heard on the island today. But it was not without conflict. English plantation owners believed that the drums brought by their African slaves could be used to plan revolts and ban slaves from playing the drums. It was so serious that there were fines attached to the plantation owners who allowed it, and also the persons caught doing it could have been put to death for actually playing African drums. So the slaves decided, well, we have to find another way of being able to play our music. That's Wayne Punka Willock, one of Barbados's master percussionists and educators, explaining the origins of the Tuck Band. And they pretended to be playing marching band music, but then they added in the flavor of their African rhythm, and it came together and they called it Tuk music. In 1983, Punka entered the Cropover Calypso competition with his tribute to the Tuk band rhythm. He got a lot of attention with a donkey stage outfit, but the finals were rained out before the winner could be declared. Today, the sounds of tuck bands can be heard everywhere, from community celebrations to cruise ships, often accompanied by stilt walkers, fire eaters, and characters like Shaggy Bear and the well-endowed Mother Sally. It can also be heard in modern soca and calypso tunes. We even found tuck music in a Marriott hotel lobby in Bridgetown. As it turns out, the band was stock drummers Gavel Best and Anthony Bongo Elson from the Danse Nationale Afrique Ensemble, jamming with saxophonist Mylon Clark, who is part of Barbados's vibrant jazz scene.
That's the Harry Mangle by Jackie Opal. A Jerry Mangle? What is that? Hmm. You might also recognize the backup singers, none other than Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Whaler. Barbados had just become an independent country in November of 1966 when its music scene got some big news. Jackie Opal was coming home. Opal was a Barbadian legend, what made his mark through his big voice, dynamic stage presence, and antics, like swimming out to the cruise ships near the coast so he could perform on them. But in the mid-60s, Opal had left Barbados and moved to Jamaica. There he became a ska and rocksteady star thanks to a number of hit songs he cut with the Scatolites. He was a daring singer. He never played it safe, but he had a lot of range, so he could take chances that an ordinary singer could not take. Smokey Burke, Bayesian singer and former drummer for Opal, recalled Jackie Opal's huge range and vibrant live performances while backstage at a reunion of old school Bayesian artists in Barbados. And I tell you, the rum was flowing. <laughs> He was also a fantastic performer. Added to that voice, stage performance was out of this world. He used to embarrass visiting American soul singers. Yeah. yeah. He'd steal the show from them every time. He was the boss. You love, you made me cry. You know you're sorry, you got to bed. You deceived me, you hurt me, yeah. You deserve me. Ten minutes of Jack Gilbert, you had your money's worth. It was just phenomenal. That's Richard Stout who began his career singing with the harmony group that Opal discovered in a public bath. Opal would rename the group, well, the Opals. Stout was kind enough to speak with us while preparing to meet his fans at Bridgetown's biggest department store. And as we spoke, one of his records was playing over the store's PA system. A range out of this world. He did some incredible things. He would stand on his head and sing and things like that. You know, he would lay down on the ground and hit notes. He would pull the band down and play the rhythm on the floor with his hands like a drum. He made the floor his bongos. He was just amazing. Opal didn't just bring his showmanship back from Jamaica. He came with a new rhythm that he had just invented, the sponge beat. I think Spooge is a crossover of jazz and reggae. 
with a little intervention of Calypso. If you listen to the guitar, the guitar carries a, a rhythm that is comparative to the to the reggae or the calypso. Chicken, 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 that kind of. And the bass is on top of that. Dum, 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 dum. Hey, no good, no good. You ain't a good at all. not similar in feel to jazz, but I mean the freedom that you have in Spooge is similar to what you have in jazz. Other Bajan artists quickly adopted the Spooge beat, especially the Drayton's too. We visited with Spooge master Lou Zorro Drayton of the Drayton's too at his home, not in Barbados, but in Hartford, Connecticut. I never know what you call it, Spooge, but it's just the name. You can't really Spooge music, you know. And the beat of Cuckoo, 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 the, the Cowbell, you know, that was the outstanding beat for the Spooge music. When you hear that Cowbell, you know that that is Spooge. Drayton and his partner Desmond Fowl Weeks called their style Raw Spooge, which was also the name of their debut LP. Well, our beat was different. Same Spooge, but our music had it locked right down. Drink Milk, a Justin Hines reggae tune which became the signature song of the Drayton's 2. But while the Drayton's 2 created their own version of Spooge, they had the great Jackie Opal to thank for the sound. But sadly, Jackie Opal didn't get to see his beat take over his homeland. In 1970, Jackie Opal was killed in a car crash. You got to go down in the knees, cry me a river. You got to go down in the knees, cry me a sea. Ooh, the biggest one I ever seen in Barbados, the biggest who in the Barbados was there. Oh, that was crazy, man. Pandemonium. But people couldn't believe also that he, he was dead. Yeah, it you was know, a bit that, of a shock. It was yeah. a shock. Andy Weeks and Roger Gibbs were members of the Sand Pebbles, a popular mid-70s Barbadian band. As teenagers, they used to climb up a mango tree outside the famous Caribbean Pepper Pot nightclub to see Jackie Opal perform. He was never really recognized. He was never given the marriage that he has done for the music. They only did it after he had died. You know, oh, Jackie did this and Jackie. But before, man, Jackie was wicked, you know. He was pushing the music. At the funeral, the whole island was there. They recognized, hey, man, he's gone. But his music lives on. You can hear a tribute to Jackie by Bayesian American spoken word artist Negus Adeyemi at our website, afropop.org. Jackie Opal may have been gone, but the Spooge beat thrived through the 70s. Talking 
benefited from their proximity to World, the West Indies record label, which had offices in Barbados. The record label distributed the sounds of Barbados throughout the Caribbean. Well, I'm a friendly stranger in a black sedan, won't you hop inside my car? I got pictures like a candy, I'm a love of a man, I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your vehicle, baby, take you anywhere you want to go. I'm your vehicle, woman, by now. And you know I love you I know I do But if you want to be just a movie star I can take you to Hollywood But if you want to be just the way you are Well, I guess that you really should I'm your vehicle, baby Take you anywhere you want to go I'm your vehicle, woman By now I'm sure you know That I did you, I want you I want to got to have your child You know I love you. I know I do. That's Richard Stout singing Vehicle, originally released on World in 1974. The backing band on that cut is The Organization, who were among the many celebrated Bayesian show bands from the Spooge era. If the song sounds a little familiar, well, you might have heard the original rock version by the Ides of March. Spooge covers of American songs were common, says Richard Stout. Now, I'm always made a song mine. It speaks volumes of being creative. We took those songs and, and made them ours by putting them in the Spooge rhythm and wrote them well with the rhythm, the phrasing, and the arrangement. As for Spooge, the sound was far from an all cover affair. perhaps the most popular spooge act. So when Alien returned for an independence concert in Barbados, thousands turned out to watch her and her 15-piece band at the National Stadium. 
The song, however, was written by the prolific Calypsonian and songwriter Satch Moore. Moore was a big player in the spooch scene and once composed an entire multi-artist concept album, Best of Barbados, in 1977. So here's Good Looking by the Escorts from that record. wasn't just for nightclubs and hotels. Barbados is a deeply religious country, and nearly every artist we talk to got their start singing in church. Joseph Niles sang Christian lyrics over spooge, calypso, and reggae rhythms. When he died in 2015, he was mourned throughout the Caribbean. It's a What a voice! Another highlight of the 50th Independence concert in Barbados was a reunion of the Sand Pebbles, who had not performed together in 41 years. The mixed-race group's early 70s heyday included a two-week stint at the Apollo Theatre and recordings like this anthem. Vocals, 
Roger Gibbs, vocals, piano, Sand Pebbles. John Gibbs, vocal, guitar, Sand Pebbles. The Sand Pebbles were yet another group that benefited from the songwriting of Satch Moore. We spoke to them while they rehearsed for their reunion. A lot of the artists were doing cover versions of songs, just uh, taking popular songs and doing it in the Scooch beat. But we were actually doing original stuff. That's significant. A big part of that goes to Satch Moore's writing. We did a lot of, you know, we tried all things to spooch, slow it down, speed it up, rock it. You know, all kind of ways we experimented with it. Looking back on it, I'm kind of proud of that, you know, we, we tried with it. Roger and John's older brother, Chris, was the basis for The Merry Man, whose calypsos and folk songs were Barbados's biggest musical export prior to Rihanna. Beautiful the group's Mary Disclable recorded many of Barbados's top talents too. The Merry Men were also all white, but that didn't stop them from being popular among Bayesians of African descent. The same could be said about the Sand Pebbles and other mixed race groups like the 80s and 90s world beat band Spice and Company. I think, yeah, Bar uh, the Merry Men were seen as a white band, although the, when you say white in Barbados, it's in quotation marks. <laughs> Nobody's really white, but uh, <laughs> we're passing, as this. <laughs> but the Sand Pebbles were actually a progressive kind of unit because we were into, you know, we were a mixed band, you know, we had black, white, and, and all and everything, all the colors represented. <laughs> Sand Pebbles, I, I love their music. Merry Men. Uh, especially the married men, uh, they're in a the class by themselves. New York radio personality Neville Bush, who has been playing spooch in the Big Apple since the early 70s. They really did a lot for Barbados uh, on the international scene. I remember one Sunday I sat down in my living room and, and they were featured in the Super Bowl. And I felt very proud as a Barbadian. Their beat, the music they play, was different. Lou Dretton. You know, banjo, acoustic guitars and drum and thing. You know, so anytime we hear the Merry Men, you had to jump. Because the Merry Men was hot. I mean, it was very hot. When the Merry Men got performing, <laughs> standing room only, man. Negus Adeyemi, a spoken word Bayesian American artist, has a different perspective on the Merry Man. While not disputing the Merry Man's legacy, he was quick to note that Barbados is also a country where a tiny European minority has long controlled much of the economy. Whether it be the Merry Man or predominantly European musicians, those will be pushed out because, one, they're backed by the government or backed by the radio stations or whoever is funding them. Whereas in the local artists, the majority of the population, African, African in a sense, they have to go out, whether they go out to tourists or go into hotels to get their exposure or to feed or fend for themselves. You can watch the Merry Man sing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, learn about the time Bob Marley checked out a spooge show at Madison Square Garden, listen to Lou Dretton's jingle for a popular Bayesian restaurant, and hear Calypsonian Archie Miller's 
take on the beautiful Barbados at our website, afropop.org. Coming up, the Soka Bayesian Invasion. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Pop music trends last forever, but the decline of spooge in the early 80s remains a debated subject in Barbados. Some think it's because many of its stars migrated to Europe or North America. Others say it suffered from a lack of variation and original material. Cultural observer Trevor Wood cites another reason. I think spooge died with Jackie Opo. And I say that because the way music genres have developed in the Caribbean, they've sort of had their icons. But Richard Stout believes that Jackie Opal and the music he created never gained full respect in Barbados because of another reason, Opal's humble beginnings. It's because of the origin of the man, where he was from. He was not an educated man. He was very outgoing and not from anybody's political background or anything like that. So. In Barbados, if you don't have that kind of affiliation, you tend to be earmarked and, and not given what you truly deserve. Stout notes that even after Jackie Opal's historic funeral, his grave was left unmarked for years. Often I would ask, how can you not accept what is yours? The best thing in the world is to have something that you own. I'm confused as to why we have not taken this rhythm and made it ours, and I'm really be proud of it. For younger Barbadians, the sudden disappearance of the national rhythm is a frustrating puzzle. Here's DJ and podcast host Devani Ellis. A lot of art forms, they hit these paradigm shifts where you know, they hit the brick wall. And I've always felt as though the fact that Spooge kind of disappeared with no real explanation was a real problem for Barbadians. Because we were at this point where this art form was going to get so big for us and it was going to transcend a lot of the work we're doing. Even the annual crop over carnival has contests of Trinidadian musical imports, Calypso and Soca, but not for the local spooge beat. Stout says the leaders of the National Cultural Foundation, which organizes the contest, actually killed off spooge, even going as far as dragging a coffin through the Catoonman Day Parade, labeled Spooge is Dead. But is Spooge really dead? We thought so until we found ourselves in the home studio of Iron Pipe. Mr. Speaker, sir, Mr. Speaker, sir. On a point of order, I believe the system that we are under is not sound. The only good system is a sound system. Over one of years of decalism. If you're a song that will overthrow system. Well, this may not sound like Jackie Opal, but you can still hear that cowbell. Simon Pipe is one-third of Iron Pipe, along with DJ Simons and Adrian Green. Basically, what we do is a modernized version of Spooge in that is using the traditional Spooge rhythm 
So it's really exciting for us too, and it's a, it's a big experiment because the truth is that there's not a lot of younger people doing this project. It's an act of rebellion. This is who we are and we need to showcase this because if we don't showcase this, if we don't embrace this, if we don't push this really hard, it's gone. I challenge people to understand that telling our stories is about finding our art forms and forging them into things that can tell your unique perspectives to the rest of the world. In the 1980s, the Bayesian living outside the island started to play a bigger role in the country's music scene. Charlie Stewart of the Escorts had moved to New York, where we recorded what remains the ultimate Bayesian slow dance. When I talk about my friend Richard coming to me and saying, Shirley, listen, if you don't send something back home, the Bayesian will forget you, their memory is short. And within 24 hours, I had Walk Away From Love written, and I had him do the last verse for me. And of course, the rest is history, innit? They ain't gonna forget me now. <laughs> I walk away from love once more. I do it every time. I'll pack my bags and close the door. And head on down the line Maybe it's me Maybe it's them I'll never understand But I'll walk away from love once more And I'll walk away from love once more yeah. I'll walk away from love once more Calypso, long a part of the Barbadian music scene, also enjoyed a major renaissance in the 1980s. This was thanks in large part to producer Eddie Grant of Electric Avenue fame and his artists like the politically charged Mighty Gabby. about the impact of Gabby's 1982 Calypso, Jack, which aimed its lyrics at a lawyer representing a foreign resort seeking private use of beaches in Barbados. I just couldn't believe the stuff that he put out, you know. He, he made some very challenging songs that broke barriers in Barbados. Throughout the 80s and 90s, the fiery Gabby also penned many calypsos for Ice Records label mate and friendly competitor, Mighty Griner. The uniqueness about Griner is that he won the Road March King of Barbados seven different times. 
out of the seven times, he won it three times in a row. Twice. <laughs> you know, I can't see that ever happening again in Barbados. One of those road march wins came in 1989. Griner saw his neighbor arguing with a Rasta man over a stolen coconut. Griner turned Rasta's defense into a song about a hassled musician. Yes, sir. Good, good evening or good night wherever you are. This is McDonald Blendman, better known as the Mighty Griner. Yes, Mighty Griner with Lego Eye Hand. We talked to Griner in Barbados about that song. Because of a Rastas stealing the next one, they were coconuts. And I just put some things. He was, he was chanting something. I don't know what he was chanting. So I just put these little lyrics together. Jar Rastafari. I didn't know what it means, but I put them together and it worked. <laughs> Gabby Griner and Grant even reached back into the tuck tradition for the ring-bang rhythm, which spread all over the Caribbean in the 1990s. Meanwhile, another versatile Calypsonian with a crazy name was kicking off the Raga Soka craze. Wanted to get a name, I went to the beach, I came back all burnt in the sun and a nephew looked at me, he said, you look like a red plastic bag. So I, I found it hilarious and decided, you know what, maybe that's the name I should use, red plastic bag. Usually in Calypso, Calypsonians are called Mighty Somebody, Lord Somebody, King Somebody. But red plastic bag was different, it seemed almost insignificant. So I, I, I said, you know what, maybe that's the name I should use, there's a color, there's actually something you can wave. So that's the name I went with, and I'm, I'm happy that I did, because it creates quite a bit of attention. I don't understand one thing when I try to listen to a dub song. I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and I know that's something wrong. Every time the DJ decides to play, one hands go up in the air. Everybody chanting, doing the bogle, oh what an atmosphere, but all I hear.
that fans still bring their own red plastic bags to wave whenever it performs. One of RPB's signature songs addresses the dilemma of how the cropover season gives local music a huge but temporary boost. Usually around crop over time, what we do, we are all excited about the music when the music comes out. There's a six week period when the music is played. And then as soon as the festival is done, we tend to move back into all the other genres of music being played that are not really ours. And I'm saying, you know, you need to play me all year long. Before the mega concert celebrating the 50th anniversary of independence, the paparazzi started to pour in. Prince Harry of England was in town to hang out with Rihanna, who was set to appear. But we sought out a different kind of royalty, who was also on the bill. My name is Alison Hines. I am known to my fans as the Soka Queen, AKA the Caribbean Queen, all of that. Uh, I represent for the beautiful island of Barbados.
hottest tickets during Independence Week was a soca bash reuniting the three bands that made up the Bayesian invasion of the 1990s. Crossfire featuring Edwin Yearwood, Coalition featuring Rupee, and Square One with Alison Hines. Get ready to win! Follow my ding ding ding. Alison and Square One's massive hit from 1998 sung in the language of the Samka tribe from Suriname. It's just one example of how Heinz has continued to push herself and Soka throughout her career. also found success collaborating with reggae stars Mr. Vegas, Richie Spice and Shaggy. But she says it's important that Soka maintain its own identity. We take our influences from other genres and we fuse it with what is ours. But at the very foundation of it is Soka. And it has to be recognizably Soka. So even though we have now a lot of EDM fusions, Um, which is great, but you just have to make sure and not lose who we are and not lose that Caribbean-ness that belongs to us. And that's kind of, you know, that's, that's important. We feeling high, so high On the music, on the vibe to create music that is just for the world and not music that is geared towards specifically, you know, competition or judges. But many international Bayesian soca stars still compete. Hi, my name is Edwin Yearwood of the Crossfire out of Barbados. Oh gosh! Edwin Yearwood of Crossfire and Barbados's reigning sweet soca monarch. Teasing up on the men now uh, When them jamming the party uh, Big smile when you're hitting 
we formed the group Crossfire from playing on a hotel circuit. And we wanted to do something a little bit more at home. Uh, we came up with the name Crossfire, um, which the way that we see it was uh, across influence of music from around the world, different genres, and doing it hot. So that's where we came up with the fire. Yearwood says he loves the annual crop over competition. It's always good to have artists go up against each other from the standpoint of bringing out that quality. And what it does in these Caribbean countries is it brings people together under one umbrella to just celebrate and, and have a good time, although it's a competition, you know. You, you tend to support the best for the night and you can't live without that. It's part of the culture here. Soca was not always a big part of the music scene in Barbados. When we started, it was not a viable career option in Barbados. And we wanted it to become a viable career option where you can look at it and, and say, yes, I want a career singing soca music. I want a career being an artist. It was not seen as a profession then. It is seen as that now. We brought it from a standpoint of just existing to being a vibrant part of our culture now. It's awesome to have seen it grow, so many young people taking over it and doing what they're doing with it. It's, it's a fantastic feeling. Loving, when they hear it or they come to the Caribbean or they come to Barbados and they hear the music and they're in a party and they feel the energy, they love it, they fall in love with it. People are not saying, Soka, what is that? How do, how do you spell that? Where do I find it? What does it sound like? Like you want to get to a point where people, when you say, I'm a Soka artist, oh, I know that, that's great music. That's what we want. So we're working towards that. We're steadily and surely working towards that. But it needs to be able to get further than that to really make it into the mainstream. You make me wanna Bag says Soka will have to branch out beyond its traditional party lyrics. Can you imagine a man in Minnesota in the winter driving and we're telling him, you know, to jump up and whine and put your hand in the air? It, it wouldn't appeal to him, right? So we have to start thinking about the, the way we present our topics to the world that the world can accept our music. He points to Barbadian Marvey's recent smash. Bayesian artists not just in the diaspora but even in the birthplace of Soka, Trinidad.
2007, one-time reggae singer Biggie Irie became the first Bayesian to win Trinidad's Groovy Soca Monarch Contest with this song, Now Going Home. Soca star Peter Ram, who was also a finalist in Trinidad that year, recalled the win. No other Bajan um, done it. Yeah. I mean, he bring home the crown. Yeah. Win Trinidad and no Bajan. So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. I'd never entered a competition before, but there was a persistent manager by the name of Santia Bradshaw who took the song to Trinidad and she entered it without me knowing. And then she called me a Sunday night, late a Sunday night, and told me that the song got through to the semi-finals in Trinidad and that I'll have to go to Trinidad the following Sunday to sing. Biggie Irie credits Barbados's long run of Calypso and Soca success to its local production teams. Trinidad might have the better songwriters now, but we have the better producers who can put a package together, put a song together and make people enjoy it. These days, a new generation of Bayesian soca artists is making their mark. Uh, you don't know Sled Pipe. That's your boy Sadis for sure. Lead Pipe is named after a hard Bayesian bread. And a Sadis is, well, a sad person. But there's nothing sad about the duo's party vibe. I had that dream. I was on the road and the music was blazing. Me and my team enjoying myself with a couple of cases. Causing a scene. Like a pack of wild animals out of the cages Pumping with steam Full of our bites and intoxicated It's time enough I thank God for this time we love When I look behind the truck Paint and powder, no fighting up Man lining up To see them yell bumpers winding up And I really love how we feel I think we should do this for real so Stand up and pose like Domino Gather your friends and let me go Pipe and Sadis with their 2016 crop of her tune, Dreams. Soka's just going all over the place and it's happy music, it's, it's love, it's joy, it's, 
everything, people jump up together, drink your alcohol, tea for wine and... The duo also have an alter ego. Porgy and murder. Porgy and murder. You could go on YouTube and watch these episodes and see Porgy and murder. So you don't know, it's a versatile kind of thing. Yeah, man. In addition to their YouTube comedy escapades, Porgy and murder have recorded Bashman Soka, the mix of Soka with Dancehall, or as Bajans call it, dub. It's Porgy. Come with me to the Elsa. Don't let me reverse the pipe when it's all I want. Boo with the tone and a button up. Me and murder love the city girls walking up. Porgy, I let the city girls jack it up. Blend the 6.30 and back it up. Don't come out here, pay standing up. I'm complaining they had enough. Sharp pants got the bumpers, grab a love. Girls, it's probably more cool than the one up. Cornets, cornets, cornets. Cornets, cornets, cornets. I call it sped up dub mix with a, a soca element because most of the beats you hear it will be similar to the Jamaican beats like tun 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 the same condense was on that beat it has familiar dub beats in the in the background of the melody and it, it has some pace in it Ingrid Holder the duo's manager Bajans as we call we love to walk up so it has that pace and that energy that would make you want to move. So that's basically where the bashment, we call it bashment soccer. In Jamaica, they have dub, they have dance hall. Those elements of the sound that is created is what gives it that beat. I the not say monster piece, give me peace. Whoa. <laughs> she reversed by me, so she bump, I got to get better. the mix isn't a new concept. Bayesian favorite Lil Rick has been doing it for years. But these days, Bashman Soka has become such a craze that it's earned its own crop over category. It's even the defining sound of Barbados now. There are different styles and strains of music flourishing. I really think we need to push that so that we don't, as you say, bemoan <laughs> the death of another local sound. And now, here's the winner of the first ever Bashman Soka Cropover competition, Stiffy, with Take Off Something. Can't try that, then can't wear in a seat you want mesh, cause they got beer 
pop was deep enough Girl, you could be away, you don't want no Clorox When you back it up, you smell it like sauce Them kind of girls got enough talk for you And the toes one of them called the bar them shoes Could be a skirt or a shirt or earring bar My Could be a belt, slipper or a brassier strap Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks also to Chrissy Pantoja, Mary Yearwood of Bayesian Diaspora Online, Neville Bush of Wild96FM.com Radio, Double R of Brooklyn Mix Radio, Ingrid Holder, Archie Miller, Merle Niles, and Kevil Best for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org for interview transcripts and producer Noah Schaefer's roundup of Barbados's 50th Independence Week events. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Noah Schaefer and Saxon Baird. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups. Profiles, stories, and cultural conundrums from our African planet. From the producers of Afropop Worldwide. Join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Manning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director for new media is Akornefa Achia. And I'm Georges Collinet.